Reed. Welcome back to the Wealth Program Podcast. It's good to be back. It's been a little bit since I posted a new episode. I just got a lot going on. I've actually focused a lot on the YouTube channel. In fact, I focused a lot of time on the YouTube channel. I got a good system in place. There's going to be a lot more videos there. But the podcast is important for those of you that want to listen to me blabber about how to build wealth, how to sustain wealth, and how to distribute wealth. They're all different games. You got to play them each a little bit differently. But 2023 is going to be a good year for the podcast. We're going to have some guests, some new content. It's going to be so dang valuable as we move through this together. So without further ado, let's get into the first episode of 2023. But to start the year off right with the first podcast, this is going to be about maintenance. And this is coming from a personal circumstance. This is coming from a very personal place. And it'll make sense in a moment. But how does maintenance apply to financial planning? In health, well, I'll tell you. So maintenance, the first thing that pops in your head when you think about maintenance is like a car. Got to maintain your car. You got to change the oil. Got to rotate the tires, change the belts, the cabin filters, make sure the fluids are in a place where they want to be. Depending on the type of vehicle, the brand, you're going to take it in for like a 25,000 mile and a 50,000 mile and a 75,000 mile and a 100,000 mile checkup, always making sure your car is running properly. Now, let me throw a little wrench into this. You like that? No pun intended. A little wrench into this is most people don't think too much about car maintenance. It's because they're going to get a new car at some point. People don't like to have cars for any more than a few years. That's why the lease is so popular. But for those of you that maintain your cars, that stay on top of it, it usually pays off dividends in the long run. Well, personally, another time I think about maintenance is my body. So for those of you that are listening that do know me, I like to work out a lot and I'm a purebred full-blown jock. I like sports. I played more sports growing up than I studied. I played some college football. Even to this day, I'm an avid CrossFitter. However, My body's beat up. My back's hurting me a little bit. My left hip's hurting. My right Achilles and heel are having some problems. So I am having a little physical breakdown. Now, what's the difference between this body and a car? Well, the main difference is I don't get a new body. Can't turn this one in. This is the only one I've got. So the question becomes, if you love exercising so much and you're so fit, you're so healthy, why is your body breaking down? Well. The answer is maintenance. I have exercised and played a lot of sports for a long time, but I did not do a good job with maintenance, the soft tissue work, getting the proper nutrition. I've eaten the right amount of calories, but did I get the proper types of calories from the proper sources? The maintenance on my body has led to where I'm at today, spending a lot of time repairing issues, but it's also set me back. My growth has been limited physically because along the way, 
I haven't done enough maintenance, stretching, soft tissue work, saunas, ice baths, recovery. I would spend all the time exercising and trying to get fitter and stronger and faster, but I would I would ignore the little things. I would, you know, do a little maintenance here and there, but it seems like now it's too late. So I ask you this, in your financial life, what type of maintenance are you doing? Because now we've extended it all the way to finance. Is it going to be too late where you're going to be about 62 and you're tired of working, but along the way, you didn't do any maintenance. So your income distribution strategies broke down. It's in the shop. Or you got an Achilles that's about to rupture. So you got to go into surgery, get it fixed. Or your back, your back's been so beat up. You haven't done the small things to get it back working properly to hang on to that load on your back or the front rack position so you can do some good squats. Is your financial plan struggling because you haven't done the maintenance? So today we're going to discuss five things that you can do to maintain your financial future. Five things that you can use to maintain it based off my personal failures at taking care of my body. Now, working hard is important, but the little things, the things that are done behind the scenes that no one sees, that no one's ever going to hear about are the things that are going to propel you a little bit further. So let me give you an example. Just spoke to a prospect today. Before we get into the five things, I just spoke to a prospect today. He's 68, extremely successful, has a few million dollars of assets. But the interesting thing is, why do you think he has a few million dollars of assets? Well, he hit me with a little Easter egg. All the way back, he told me Back in the 80s, the early 80s, I think he said 1982, he started to read and learn and understand about financial planning. He very early on in his life drank the Kool-Aid. And from that point on, when he was working hard, so let's create some parallels. He was working hard in his profession, whereas me as an athlete, I was working hard at fitness There was a lot of action. There was a lot of activity. We were grinding. The difference is in his financial world, as he was working hard at fitness, or I'm sorry, as he was working hard in his profession, he was doing the little things. He was investing more than he was spending. He was limiting any debt. He was buying different types of assets. Properties here, properties there, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, municipals, reading and learning and growing, understanding what's on the horizon. Whereas me and my fitness journey, I was just working really hard, but I wasn't thinking too much about the future. I would learn and I would read about metabolic pathways, progressive overload, how to lift, how to run. But I didn't study enough on how to protect, how to adapt, 
how to get my body to function properly at a maximum level along the way. So I thought to maybe jumpstart you a little bit, jumpstart the car that you didn't change the battery on, we're going to talk about five things that you need to do to maintain your financial body, your financial future. And then maybe it'll get you a little bit motivated to get exercise and take care of your body so you can live your wealth to the fullest. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a freebie. If you go down in the show notes, I'm going to give you the PDF, the Retirement Vision Workbook PDF for free. It is literally a workbook. You can do it online. It's a PDF. So if you have Adobe Acrobat or something where you can open the PDF, you most likely can type in the spaces or you can print it off and you can take a pen and do it the old fashioned way. Don't ask ChatGPT to answer these questions for you, but there's going to be questions. Who, what, where, when, why, and how about your retirement vision. All the instructions are in there. So go down below in the show notes, download that today for the cost of your name and email. That's it. So let's dive into the five things. Okay, disclaimer. You're not going to like some of these. Some of these are probably going to be very difficult. They're going to be annoying. You're not going to like to do them. You're literally going to have to set time aside to do a lot of these activities. You're going to have to be present and think with your brain through these activities. Sometimes no one's going to be there to do it for you. That's the same thing with my body. There wasn't anybody there to help foam roll some more, do more banded work, do a little bit of soft tissue work with a lacrosse ball or do more of the auxiliary work that needed to be done to help my body function properly. No one else is going to do that for me. I got to do it in the shadows by myself, working through why those things are important. And that's what those five things are. So that's the disclaimer. You may not like some of these things and they're going to seem rudimentary, but they're very, very obnoxiously important. I'm coming with heat today. I'm coming with it. So number one, budgeting. And here's the point about budgeting. Budgeting should not be stressful. Your situation creates the stress. The restriction creates the stress. For example, you make a certain amount of money, but you spend too much of it. The budget becomes restrictive or seems restrictive because of the way you're living. It's not the budget's fault, but the budgeting is important. So you have an understanding of where your hard-earned dollars are going. In addition, when you start going line by line through your budget, you start to understand what you actually value. Does that extra purse or the new car or that random vacation really add value to your life? Whereas you're willing to sacrifice the future, your retirement, being able to live later because you spent too much now. So your lifestyle creates the burden, the resentment towards the budget. But all the budget is supposed to do is give you an understanding of where your money is going. It's a sense of realism. You got to have some courage to get your budget going but it's an extremely important tool. So here's how I look at it. Let me filter this down. You can take these notes with you. Okay. Invest 
first. Invest for long-term goals because investing now gives you the opportunity for compounding interest, the ability for your investments to pay dividends and grow over long periods of time. But investment means volatility and growth. So it means you're not going to touch that money for a while. It's for long-term goals. Second, protect. You want to protect your life and your goals by having enough cash to protect your life for a few months, maybe up to a year in any short-term goals. That's important so you don't have to access volatile dollars in a time of need. Protect against emergencies so you have the money available and liquid. And then lastly, spend the rest. I do not care. This is how I release clients into the world is after you've invested in whatever vehicle, whatever investment vehicle or whatever account type, 401ks, IRAs, taxable brokerage accounts, trusts, after you handle that, you make sure to protect your life and your goals with short-term liquid, low volatility cash. And then after that, Spend whatever you want. I don't care. But you cannot sacrifice today for the potential of tomorrow. So that's number one. Budget to know where your money is going. Number two is having a vision. I gave you the vision workbook. It's down below. You can get it right now. Go grab it. You got to have a vision. So if we keep using the fitness analogy, why are you working out? What's that vision? Are you working out to be a bodybuilder? Your regimen is going to be different than if you're trying to be a triathlete. Or are you just working out for an active lifestyle? You just want to be healthy. The vision controls the action. So that budget that we talk about first, depending on what your vision is or how important your vision is, that will help you interact with how much should be invested how much you need for protection, and then how much you're going to be spending. So I challenge you to sit down and develop that vision, what's most important to you. And that's what you got to chase. That's number two. Number three isn't anything that's actionable in this moment, but it's actionable on a regular basis. Number three is you need to be relentlessly persistent in your pursuit of wealth. My favorite quote is by Thomas Stanley and Sarah Stanley Fallow. They wrote the book, The Next Millionaire Next Door. Here's what's interesting. This was the follow-up book to The Millionaire Next Door, the hit, what it takes to be a millionaire. They studied 20 more years after the initial book on the habits and behaviors of millionaires, and they came up with this amazing quote 20 years later. The quote's like this, to build and maintain wealth over time, it will be necessary for you to approach all financial management, spending, saving, generating revenue, investing in a different, more disciplined approach than anyone else around you. You need to be relentless in your pursuit, in your discipline on a daily basis. And it's going to take practice over long periods of time. But you need to start today on managing the income towards that vision on a regular basis. 
Number four is ignore the Joneses. We have heard the phrase keeping up with the Joneses a lot. But if you haven't heard the phrase, let me give you a little background. Keeping up with the Joneses are your friends, your family, your neighbors that are all buying things. They're all buying stuff. And so it entices you to keep up. You never know their situation or the absolute truth about how they're buying things, where the money came from, or if they're actually successful and they can afford it. So in that case, you're chasing something that's unrealistic. But you cannot try to keep up with your Joneses. So number four is stay in your lane. You have no idea anybody else's personal circumstances and it will be a gigantic fault on your progress by trying to keep up by purchasing things as the same things as the Joneses. You have to ignore the Joneses at all costs. Cars, houses, boats, RVs, toys, vacations. The Joneses, if they're buying those and you're just buying them because they're doing them, your future wealth goals will be destroyed. An example of this is a CrossFitter like me trying to lift too much and getting injured just because other people in the class are lifting a certain amount. They're trying to work through a workout a certain way. You want to be faster, bigger, stronger, and you're trying to rush the results and you end up hurting yourself and your long-term goals. That's keeping up with the Joneses. And lastly, number five, what you can do to continue to push the needle is starting to educate yourself, starting to drink the Kool-Aid, just like this prospect talked to me about, drinking the Kool-Aid back in 1982, starting to read and learn. I'm going to put a list of financial books that you need to read right away if your goal is to be financially free in retirement because it takes time just like everything we discussed here but actionable steps like reading helps to train the mind to believe in the potential of good working hard and being disciplined and focusing on the little things things that go unseen that you're not going to get a pat on the back for are the things that are going to add value. They're going to help with maintenance, that financial maintenance on an ongoing basis to help do things that no one else can do for you. Keep that body fluid and operating properly. All right, so let's seal this up. Let's seal this envelope and ship it off. Here's the big thing about maintenance is it stops you from having to correct later. It means the moves that you have to make to correct the errors because of the limited maintenance you've done, it makes those corrections more significant. It makes my Achilles recovery time substantially longer. It takes the physical therapy and the patience from being able to lift Worse for my back. It takes it longer. It makes the recovery process worse. Explain to me how you've done zero financial maintenance, but you get to age 62 and you got to all of a sudden be ready for retirement. 67, you want to be ready for retirement, but you've done no maintenance. You haven't checked into your budget. You haven't built and maintained wealth differently than anybody. 
you haven't ignored the Joneses. You've tried to keep up with the Joneses the whole time. You haven't done any reading or enhanced your knowledge in any capacity. You haven't done any of the things that have been discussed today to be able to maintain your financial success over long periods of time. Maintenance. Keep that Honda Accord running so you don't have to worry about repairing it later or turning it in and buying a new car. This is important. The maintenance is important. So this year is going to be about maintenance. We're going to bring on guests and I'm going to talk about continuously maintaining your financial future. This is what we call wealth program. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or comments, contact me below in the show notes. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow. I appreciate it. We'll chat soon. listening to today's episode. Take a look at the show notes for links to all the topics that were discussed and stay tuned for the next episode as they're going to be dropping weekly. Make sure to subscribe and go to www.propathfinancial.com to learn more. The information provided in these podcasts is only to be considered helpful hints and education. Nothing said in any of these podcasts is to be misconstrued as specific tax, legal, or investment advice. Consult with your tax, legal, or investment professional before acting on anything discussed on these shows.